0: Kennedy, 20 years old. In Guatemala, there was a civil war. An uncle of mine was killed after 1983, and my grandfather fled to Mexico for a while. The war ended, but the violence in the country never ended. Many weapons from the armed conflict were left there. And since there is no work, many young people make bad decisions. They steal or sell drugs to make some money. In Guatemala, violence reigns and attacks young people the most. There are many criminal groups made up of young people. One well-known group, the Barrio 18, threatens young people to join them. If you refuse, they may kill you. Another group is called Los Quichelenses because they are from the Quiche department, but they are robbing gas stations and all that in different parts of the country. I am from a village in San Miguel, Ixtoacan, a municipality in the department of San Marcos. We are indigenous Mayans. We speak Spanish with Latino people, but in my house, we speak mam. It is the language I speak the most. In my village, you can study up to the sixth grade. There is also a high school, but you need to work hard to pay the tuition. Those who can study, those who cannot marry and look for work. But there's not so much work. Before, there were only limited public services. But at some point, a priest from Belgium came and helped us a lot. Today, we have clean water, but we have no electricity. The municipal government gives little support. What it does is go to the village and steal. To get to a hospital, you need to go to the department's capital. You go with the hope that you will be cured, but there is not much medicine. If everyone raises their voice to complain, the government orders the murder of our community leaders. There was a CC that investigated criminals and uncovered acts of corruption. It arrested several mayors, but the government wanted to remove the commission from the country. It is no longer operating. Before, there was hardly anything to eat, but there was a little more tranquility in the municipality. When I came home from school, I would graze my grandmother's cows and burn wood. But in 2005, a gold mine opened and brought a lot of violence with it. The government set up the Marlin mine without consulting us. The bad thing is that the gold mine polluted the river, but we used the river for our animals. Many cows died, many sheep, many horses. It was very sad for our families because our livelihood depends on the river. When the mine opened, people disagreed. There were many strikes and many community leaders died. The government callously ordered them to be kidnapped and murdered. They were dumped in the woods where, days later, their bodies were found. My father was a community leader. He is gone. I do not know anything about what happened to him. I went to live with an uncle who was a priest and offered my dad guidance. My uncle had influence, but he was poisoned. It hurt a lot what they did to him. Unfortunately, justice was not done because the attorney general never investigated it. Since my uncle had received threats when he died, I decided to leave the department of San Marcos and go work in the capital city. Sometime later, my grandfather died. He had also been a community leader and insisted that the mayor help the people in my village. But the government did not like that the people were rising up to ask for help. They killed him. At that moment, I started planning to go to the United States because I was traumatized. I felt bad. I was working in a maquila in Guatemala City. I would send my mom some money, but keep the rest in a bank account. In the capital city, there is a bit of work, but you cannot walk on the streets in peace. I was assaulted four times and once I was kidnapped. I rented a room in a hotel and just went to work. I started at eight in the morning and left at 4.30 in the afternoon. That day, a Sunday, was my day off. When I got out of my hostel, a dark car pulled up and I was grabbed in the kidnapping. They threatened me with pistols and told me to get in the car. I was scared and thought my time had come. They took me to a place far from the capital city And there they took my money, my phone, my clothes, my shoes, everything. Then they left me lying on the street. There are smugglers that charge a lot of money but on Facebook I found a friend who told me he was a coyote and could help take me to the United States. I only had 10,000 Quetzals but he took me in a group with other Guatemalans and people from El Salvador. Some buses came for us and we went to the border with Mexico. There, we took boats to cross the river. Then we were taken to a forest where we bathed and had dinner. They gave us passwords and formed us into groups. We continued to travel by bus. Near Mazatlan, some federal agents boarded the bus and asked me for my ticket, but I had no ticket. They made us all get off the bus, and I said I was from Chiapas. The officer said to me, Do not lie to me. You're from Guatemala. And he hit me in the chest. We begged them not to return us to Guatemala. And they said, well, pay us 1,000 pesos per head. We did not have any more money, not even for food. But I still had 200 pesos, and another lady gave them 100 pesos. And with that, they let us go. We continued to El Paso, but there it ended. We were going to cross at night. It was pure desert. They gave us camouflage clothes and backpacks. The suitcase was very heavy. We went down a path and spent the whole night walking. When it was dawn, we reached some hills that were all dry. We passed a highway. Something like an alarm sounded, and I said, what the hell is that? The guide said, run, and we ran, but the Border Patrol was already waiting for us. I surrendered, knelt, and put my hands behind my back. Another guy wanted to resist, and they were pointing a gun at him. The Border Patrol officers told us, did you think you were going to cross assholes, They took our suitcases from us and threw them away. They frisked us thoroughly, but with blows. They took us away as if we had killed someone. They detained me for two weeks, then gave me a date for a court hearing, and returned me to Mexico. When I was in immigration detention, they hit me very hard. My stomach hurt, and I asked them for a painkiller. They asked me, do you know how to pray? I said yes, and they said, well, pray, (laughs) and they started laughing. They no longer have a soul. Now I want to get papers here in Mexico. I want to work here. We shall see what comes up.